You're listening to the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. You smell that, folks? Smells like another edition of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Yes, indeed. CJ and I have a lot on tap for you all today, so make sure you stay tuned. Glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby, on Sports Podcast. Oh, yes, indeed. It is another episode of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Josh Kirby. And I am your co-host, CJ Mintier. CJ, what's going on, sir? Well, I'm a little disappointed right now. Depending on how my bracket has gone this past week. Oh uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that though. But it, it's it's already. going great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going great so far. But before we get into it, make sure I just want to thank our sponsors, Rye Love and Chips, for sponsoring this episode of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network. Make sure you check them out in stores, Martins, Food Lion, and Giant, and make sure you try their new salt and pepper chips and buy mild swagger. By Cosmo, premiumbeat.com for our music, as always. We're going to get right into it. Man, March Madness. Starting off March Madness update here. We have reached the Sweet 16 over the course of the week into the weekend. The round of 64 in the round of 32 has been complete. Um, any notable games? Yes, Three of them, very much so. Yeah. The first one of the entire tournament that came as a shock to, I think, a lot of people when Louisville crapped the bed against Minnesota when, of course, you heard me and Josh picking them over Minnesota. Yes. That was a huge upset in my eyes because Louisville, of course, lost. Then another one, of course, had to be UC Irvine beating Kansas State, of course. That was one that Dan actually picked, of course. But Kansas State, I had them going to the next round, of course. That was another huge upset in my mind. And then, of course, finally, Iowa State. They lost to Ohio State this past week, and this was a team that I could, I picked to go to the Sweet 16 almost. So these were three huge games for me that really crapped the bet, I guess you could say, for these other teams. And let's not forget, you called that Liberty win over Mississippi You're State. You're damn right I did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. They, I told you. And they ended up facing number four Virginia Tech, a big win over St. Louis, and Virginia Tech beat Liberty. Yes. And I didn't expect them to go that far, but I did expect them Virginia to Virginia Tech in the State. Sweet 16, that's huge for them. But what else is Duke? huge? ACC rival Duke yep. playing at Capital One in Washington, yeah. D.C. This is going to be pretty cool I, I was, here in Virginia. I, I was looking at tickets, 700, oh, you ain't 700 gonna get there. bucks. Yeah, you ain't going to get in there. I, I mean, we can split it if you want I'm wanna. not splitting <laughs> 700 bucks per seat. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. Um, I mean, other games for you. Yes, of course, Wisconsin. Yeah. Man, I had them going all the way to the Elite Eight in my bracket. In, in a couple of my brackets, and they crapped the bet against Oregon, and I thought Oregon fell off this past season, and they didn't. 
They proved themselves and they beat Wisconsin. And now, I, I, I'm just I'm just so furious by some of these teams' efforts. But I still have to be happy, of course, with Liberty beating Mississippi State when no one else believed me. Yeah. Um, some games for me, Nevada. I picked Nevada in a couple of my brackets. I thought they'd win. Oh, they yes. Are. That was one where I said, hi, you all can suck it because I picked Florida. Yeah, and it, Buffalo pulled one out. Yes. Well, yes. I, I was surprised. Like, you don't really know enough about Buffalo, but they ended up beating Arizona State 91-74. to And on the other side of the bracket, let me just, if I can find the game, um, where UC Irvine against Kansas State. I was very surprised UC Irvine came out of that one winners because I was I, – I just couldn't believe it. We weren't it. expecting it. Yeah. I guess I'd, you could say we just were not expecting that to happen to a number four seed. Yeah, but, you know, it's March Madness as always. And um, who is it? Kentucky. Um, no, Wofford. Excuse me, Wofford. Hanley graduate Cam Jackson played for Wofford, made it to the second round, ended up losing to Kentucky. And if I can find it on here, Duke on the bracket. Where is it? Duke. That Duke-UCF game in the second round, oh my goodness, came down to a missed layup. It's a shame. I, I was hoping Duke would win, but the real story is, Will Taco Fall, seven foot six inches, make it to the NBA? That man can dunk without an effort, block without an effort, taller than Zion. I shared a picture on Facebook of Taco towering over Zion. That kid's crazy. You know why no one knew he even existed? It's because ESPN doesn't talk about anybody else. Except Zion Williamson. You know why no one else knew who he was? It's because Zion Williamson is a part of ESPN, it seems. So I'm not surprised that we will see Taco Fall here in the NBA very soon. I don't know why he would never go to the NBA. Because he has the perfect size for it. But the reason to me why no one knew anything about Taco Fall was because of ESPN. All they do... During March Madness this past season, in, in even in just in general, the college basketball season, is talk about Zion. They even put a picture of Zion having rockets jumping up in the air, and he wasn't even the one who was dunking. His teammate was the one who was dunking. I mean, oh, God. But, yeah, Taco Fall, great game that he had and a great athlete he is and i hope he makes it to the nba very soon yeah and ucf actually had a commanding win over number eight vcu I yes walk- i was actually very surprised i picked vcu well was- vcu isn't what they used to be i guess so yeah I guess but it really showed. vcu they just weren't making their shots or anything and that went to show so and i think i think we should go ahead into it of course the michigan state over bradley game there was a huge headline going around about how Tom Izzo, the head coach, was yelling. Can we bring your dad down here? One of his this players. Would, this would be great right now to have your dad. Oh, down absolutely. Here. But anyway, he yelled at one of his players, and apparently this was a headline. 
on ESPN. Why is it a headline? Why why is this a headline? And I saw a couple of the a couple of tweets of people saying I can't wait till this generation of coaching is gone. Oh, oh, oh I'm serious gosh. when I say that. Oh, I, I'm not gosh. lying. There are people out there who hate this generation of coaching. Oh man, we have to treat our players with respect. We have to <laughs> we have to love and care for our players. Well, guess what? If my player is not showing 110% in the basketball, in the NCAA tournament. This is one and done here, people. This is it. And they are playing Bradley, and they are not showing enough effort. When they came to this timeout, they were only up by 10 points. That's a that's a good lead, but it's not enough for Tom Izzo, especially when this guy is not hustling down the court. He's not making enough effort. And as a Division One basketball coach, he is getting after him. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with him? But people see that, oh, because he balled his fist up. That means he wants to get aggressive. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, because you zoomed in on his hand down here to the left of him. That automatically makes him aggressive. He's a coach. He is there to win basketball games. He is the same coach who last year cried on national television in front of of an entire crowd for his seniors. You're calling this man out by saying he is a bad coach for what he did to his players? This is the same guy who cried on national television for his seniors in their last home game. People have no idea what they're talking about with this. And they seem to think that this is a headline. How is this a headline? He's yelling at his player. And you know what the players did? They said, all right, we're cool. We're still winning. We're good. But... There was no holding the player back because he was getting mad at a coach yelling at him. Guess what? That kid's a freshman. That kid's a freshman. He's going to have three more years of Tom Izzo, and he's going to stay there. And and my final point to to this subject, my final point, is that when a coach, when I was coach in sports, if a coach was yelling at you, that means he loves you. If a coach is talking to you and wants to make you better and cares about what you are doing and every aspect of the game, that means he loves you. And my dad will tell you that every single time. If a coach doesn't care what you do and doesn't care about what you do on the court and says, oh, nice job, that, that means he doesn't care for you anymore. And he knows he doesn't have time for you. Or he knows that you will not put an effort. Because I could see that he cares about that player because he has seen him do great things. And him not showing effort in the NCAA tournament, that sparked an interest in Tom Izzo. And that made him want to get in his face and saying, what in the world are you doing, son? What are you doing? That's all I had to say. I can't believe it's a, a headline. I, cu- I couldn't believe it's a headline. I really couldn't. It's a damn shame. It really is. For all those people saying... They can't wait for this generation of coaching to end. What is wrong with you? I went to two national, my uh, college went to two national championships with that type of coaching. Just so you know. Okay, but l- let me finish here. What What is wrong with you? If you want that generation of coaching to end, y- you better not go crying on Twitter when your team's 0-16 in football or not making the NCAA tournament in basketball and not making the NBA playoffs or so on and so forth. You get my point. Soft coaching won't win you games. You got to be on your players 
all the time to get them to perform better. It's not that the coach doesn't hate you. I've been around a football team. I've been a manager. I my mean, brother, my brother Pat, he came home one night crying because he said Coach Hall hates me. All he does is yell at me. All he does is just scream in my face. And he says all he wants is Reed back as his quarterback. That's all he cares about. He just wants Reed back. He never likes me right now. And all my dad had to say is put. He pulled him into his room and he said, "You shut your mouth." Because Coach Hall, he is yelling at you because he knows your potential and you are not showing that type of potential. And that was in his football camp for junior year. Going into the summer, he was yelling at him constantly because he knew the potential that my brother had. What happened my brother's senior year of training camp? Never had to yell at him. He never had to. Because he knew that my brother had learned from his mistakes. The only time he would ever have to yell at him is when those mistakes were remade. But my brother never remade those mistakes. That's good coaching. When a coach is on you. But when a coach isn't on you because he knows that you have done what is expected of him, that's a good coach. My final point to this, just don't yeah. expect your team to do well in any sport if you have soft coaching. Um, prime example, the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, going right back to tournament action here. Another game that really surprised me was the Syracuse getting knocked out in the first round. I, I call Baylor. Yeah. I mean, Baylor was the better team, and Syracuse, I just think, didn't have it. And I think they just got stunned. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. That half of the bracket, to me, was very strange. Because as you saw, me and you, Murray State versus Marquette, that was a game where that was the toughest game for me to pick, honestly. And it ended up biting me in the butt because Murray State, John Morant for Murray State went off in that game against Marquette. They really did. But unfortunately, it didn't last very long because Murray State, they lost to Florida State 90-62. to They lost by 28 points. Florida State put up 90 on Murray State. It... The basketball tournament is unreal. The NCAA tournament is unreal. One week, you look unstoppable against Marquette. The next week, you get 90 points dropped on you by an ACC powerhouse team. Yeah. And some other games, Colgate lost by seven to Tennessee. <laughs> Colgate lost by seven. You must be happy because they did not jam you Oh, on. my God. This is two weeks in a row this man has brought this up to me. I don't care anymore. A little bit. But I don't really care that much anymore. All yeah. right. So before we move on, let's just set the table for the Sweet 16. Duke, number one, number f against number four, Virginia Tech. Capital One Arena, Washington, D.C. We have LSU, number three, against number two, Michigan State. Number one, Gonzaga against number nine, Baylor. No, it's number four. No, Florida excuse State. me. Number one. Sorry, wrong one. These brackets are formatted, matted weird. Number one, Gonzaga against number four, Florida State. By the way, I have Florida State upsetting. I have Florida State upsetting them as well. Yeah. And number three, Texas Tech against number two, Michigan. Number three, Houston against number two, Kentucky. Number one, UNC against number five, Auburn. Let's go, Auburn. 
number three, Purdue against number two, Tennessee, and number one, UVA against the number 12, Oregon. That's going to be an interesting game. Um, That's going to be tough, but I think Virginia will move on, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon upset. So, any last thoughts on March Madness for you? No, we'll just have to wait and see what comes up this weekend. I'm sure we'll be stunned. I'm sure Oregon could possibly pull an upset because it is UVA. Because we were watching Gardner-Webb go up on them in the first half, and we were thinking, man, could it happen two years in a row that we see a 16th (laughs) seed beat a number one seed? Yeah, that that was crazy. So um, going into our next topic, since last week was our bracket special, we have to fill the fans in on free agency and a big free agent news that came in last week, if I remember correctly, right after we finished episode 31, Clay Matthews signs with the Los Angeles Rams. And in my opinion, this is a great signing to bolster up the Rams' defense even more after a Super Bowl run. The Rams' defense just got better. Yeah, he's going to go into more of a defensive end position, though, because that's the... Nope, nope, excuse me. Yeah, he'll he'll fit in just perfectly. You're going to have Dante Fowler on one side and then Clay Matthews on the other. Yeah, that's pretty sick. The only thing I will have to say about them, though, is that you're going to have to find to fill the void of Indomitian and Sue being gone. That's all I'm saying. Because you paid him a one-year contract, but he's not coming back, of course. So that's going to be a huge... <laughs> that's going to be huge for them. Yes, definitely. I, I can't wait to see that happen. And um, some other news, um, Redskins pretty much. Um, Landon Collins will not be wearing number 21. Thank you. Thank you. 21 needs to stay retired. I don't care if you're supporting Sean Taylor or not. Support him by wearing 36 or just support him. And Dan Snyder... Giving Landon Collins an autographed Sean Taylor jersey. My goodness. I couldn't believe it in the slightest. And the Washington Redskins. Why isn't Sean Taylor's number retired yet? He was one of the greatest. That's very confusing. I I don't understand. It's unofficially He's one of the greatest Redskins, I will say. Yeah, I mean... He slammed the punter in the Pro Bowl. Was it Mormon? I, I forget his name, but... I when I when I've watched him, he played really good. He was a fiend, absolutely. Yeah. he was an animal. Yeah, and in to Miami agree. too. He did have a short career. I would and, love to say that. And quarterback Case Keenum for the Redskins will be donning number eight now. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Pro the probable starter, Case Keenum, because um. It came out in the news that Cole McCoy had another surgery and he's still on crutches. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Alex Smith and Cole McCoy are mostly – Alex Smith most – They're injury like, buddies. <laughs> yeah, I know. Both with – Number bro- 11 and number 12. Hey, how's it going there? <laughs> both, both with broken legs. So it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I do like that Case Keenum will more than likely be the starter. I think he has a lot of promise in Washington. But yet again, it is the Washington Redskins. So anything can happen in the league. So um, moving right along to 
future free agents here, CJ. I well, know that was something you wanted to talk about. Yeah, quickly, I just wanted to mention one more free agent signing that I thought was huge. Of course, the Houston Texans went ahead and moved forward in franchise tagging Jadavian Clowney this past this past week. And I feel that this is huge for them because Jadavion Clowney is a guy that I thought would go for the money. Wouldn't want to take a franchise tag. And I think it's smart that he is staying with the Houston Texans. He's going to get $15.9 million as a defensive end slash outside linebacker. He's a great talent for that team. And I'm glad that he is accepting this franchise tag. So that was one free agent signing that I just wanted to take. Yeah, so I just wanted to take a look into some future free agent signings because free agency in the NFL season is year-round here, baby. It is. And you think that this year for free agency was big? You haven't seen anything yet because next year we're going to be seeing guys like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Oh, Drew Brees will get re-signed. Ben Roethlisberger. Drew Brees will get re-signed instantly. Eli Manning. Philip Rivers, Tom Brady. These are all quarterbacks that are going to be free agents next year. Okay, okay, hold up. You said Eli Manning? Yes. Who cares about Eli Manning? I'm just saying that he's going to be a free agent. And he's going to retire. Okay, well, good. A.J. Green will be a free agent next year. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a free agent. Andrew, Andrew Whitworth. These are guys who are going to be huge in free agency. LaShawn McCoy is going to be back on the market. We're going to be seeing guys like even Jared Goff is going to be on the market. So Carson Wentz, of course, but he might get signed to a bigger contract. Vance McDonald, of course, a stealer right now. Marcus Mariota. You get the picture here, people. People like, and even another big one, Amari Cooper. He's going to be on the market. And this is going to be huge for these guys. Another one I do have to point out is, of course, where is he? I, I, I can't see. I can't seem to find him for some odd reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, sorry, I can't find him. But he. These are some big names that are coming up next year. These are going to be probably some big contracts. I can't imagine Russell Wilson in another jersey. I can't imagine Tom Brady. I can't imagine Tom Brady in another jersey either. That's not going to happen, though, of course, because the Patriots are going to keep him. Okay, so the quarterbacks you named off, I could only see two or three of them leaving. Ben Roethlisberger to retirement or... He might get switched to another team, but more than likely retirement. Eli Manning, retirement. And Phillip Rivers, I could see him going to another team or possibly retiring. But Tom Brady, he's in it for the team. He's going to... He'd probably take a league minimum contract, honestly, to... Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He wouldn't. If anybody thinks he's going anywhere, but... I mean, some some of the... People on this list, Jared Goff, that's scary. Jameis Winston, he can go to the CFL. (laughs) Just don't even get a team, just go straight to another league. Yeah. Hey, hey, who who heard, by the way, who heard about Johnny Manziel getting mic'd up on the um, AAF and cursing? (laughs) 
What else is new, man? Typical, what else is new with him? Typical Johnny Manziel. Um, wow. Jason Witten's a free agent, too. Yeah, he's only having a one-year deal. Are you kidding me? Case Keenum's a free agent after Coming this Coming up se- next year, yeah. And the Redskins just picked him up. That's They great. traded for him, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Adrian Peterson next year. Josh Doxson, he can go somewhere else. I don't mind. Um, Corey Coleman. Yeah, I mean, the the list is substantial, and that's going to make Substantial, but there's so many big names for next year that it's crazy. This is going to be insane next year. We thought this year was huge. It's not even close. And those are just all offensive players. Okay, those are offensive names. I haven't even gotten to the defense. I won't because there's plenty of offensive names to go around right there. But this year has been insane. Next year is going to be even more insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And just to name a few, Everson Griffin, Jadavion Clowney, like you mentioned earlier, Yep. Demarcus Lawrence. Because he's getting franchise tagged, yep. Michael Brockers. Bobby Wagner. Oh, my God. Devin McCourty. Akeeb Tlaib. He's he's near retirement, though. Rodney McLeod. Danny Trevathan. Joey Bosa. Vontae's Perfect. <laughs> DJ Swearinger, but, you know, who cares? Eli Apple. I mean, just to name a couple, it, free agency is going to get better and better and better. But yep. all those moves, and I just can't wait for next year's free agency special. It's going to be awesome. But um, l- l- let's see here. Any more? L- let's just see here. Any interesting safeties on the list here? This is actually a pretty cool thing. Um, Haha, Clinton Dix, he's in Chicago now. Michael Thomas. Hmm. Yeah, the, a lot of interesting names that will give um, free agency a new twist next season. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what comes about. But um, before free agency for next year starts, we have to get through the beginning of the 100th season. Which I can't believe. I swear I thought the NFL was on for longer. And I'm going to ask you the same question again. Why would they make a commercial called the NFL 100th during the Super Bowl that had all those players in it, and it was called NFL 100? Well, I saw it. I didn't know what it meant at the time. Okay. That's why. But anyways, the 100th season of the NFL, and the NFL – I sort of don't like this, but I know what they're coming from. I, I, I don't want you to get mad because the... I'm opening, mad, no. <laughs> but because the opening day of the season is fun regardless. It's always it's always cool to see the team raise the banner up. Yes, I on, agree. On Thursday, but the Packers and Bears on the NFL's 100th season... That's legendary. This, Two of the oldest teams, the George, George Hallis, who has a trophy named after him, and Vince Lombardi, who has a trophy named after him. The Vince Lombardi trophy, obviously one of the greatest trophies in all the NFL. And the George Hallis trophy gets awarded to the NFC champion who gets crowned to go to the Super Bowl. So 
history all around in the NFL's 100th season, and it's going to be great to see the Packers and the Bears on Thursday night. It's going to be in Soldier Field, too. This is going to be for technically the longest tenured team in the entire NFL, the Chicago Bears. They're one of the founding fathers of this league, often known back then as the Decatur Staley's. For my fans out there who know who I'm talk, who know what I'm talking about, but they're one of the founding fathers of this league, and this is the greatest rivalry in the NFL, no question. The Packers versus Bears have been around since the beginning, and these guys have been going at it. And of course, last year was the hundredth season for the Green Bay Packers, but this time we're going to be seeing the hundredth season for the NFL. The Packers were an NFL franchise before the NFL was even a thing, so they're going to be playing on opening night against the Bears, and I can't wait because I'm happy that they're paying homage to this rivalry. And, of course, they're always going to be able to raise another banner in New England. It'll just have to wait till Sunday night. Yeah, and um, just to show you how much history these two teams have, the Chicago Bears owner currently is the daughter of George Hallis, Virginia Hallis McCaskey. And she is 95 years old. Just for the record, 95 years old. No, she isn't Robert Kraft. No, she isn't one of those stuffed up, full of money, snotty, rich boys with big suits trying to make the best out of their organization. She's history. George House's daughter owns that team. And that's history. And on the side for the Green Bay Packers, trivia for y'all, if you never knew, if you never knew, the city of Green Bay owns the Green Bay Packers, yep. which is interesting. I was thinking about buying stock into them, but I couldn't find a way into it. So, <laughs> anyways, um, it's going to be interesting, and I can't wait. Do is there an NFL schedule out yet? No, I don't think there, there is. is. The teams that they will be facing, the opposing teams, but no, the set schedule is not out yet. I, I wish the set schedule was out because it, it would be so interesting. Then call up Roger Goodell, Josh. I, call I up might. Roger Goodell I might. I, I, I'll call him up and then see if I can take a ride in his private jet with his contract extension. And, and see talk if, all about New England because he loves to hear about that stuff. Yeah, and um, actually at work today, I was um, scrolling on my phone during break and I heard of a couple new rule changes. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but um, I'm I'm trying to find it here. Um, NFL rule changes, and I I think this just went into effect. If I'm correct, I'm not sure if I can find it. Um, wait, I might have shared it actually. That's smart. I'm on my Facebook feed. Oh, yeah, speaking of, Tony Romo is seeking a $10 million per year contract to stay with CBS Sports for an analyst via the score on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I can... I'm not sure if it's on here now. I don't know, but... Anyways, there are some rule changes. I'll research them and get back to you on next week on that. And um, some more NFL news. Rob Gronkowski officially announced his retirement. Yeah. So, going out on top, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. 
It's it's a sad day. That, yeah, Rob I'm, Gronkowski was great, but um, I I think it means for the Patriots they're gonna have to go for another tight end in the draft. Okay. Well, do you, okay. Well, I want to ask you, do you think he's the greatest then? Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He's up there. Do you think he's the greatest tight end? That's tough. That's really tough. That's I don't, why I asked you the question. I don't have an answer for you there. Then who would you put ahead of him then? <laughs> put me on the spot like that, CJ. Come on now. Um, he's one of the greatest. I can't think of any tight ends. Okay, so Jason Witten was pretty good, but I'm not sure if he was the greatest. So I'm gonna go out and say that Rob Gronkowski is the greatest. I I hear people say I don't think he's the greatest, but I think he's the most dominant. And I go, what what the hell does that mean? What do you mean he was he's not the greatest, but he was the most dominant? You mean that he was the best at his position in the amount of time that he played, and he dominated everybody around him including the ones who were who he was trying to catch up to. In nine seasons, this guy was a nightmare to go against. I am telling you, as a Pittsburgh fan, I had to play against this guy. Not me. The Steelers had to play against this oh, guy you did. every okay. single freaking year since 2010. And every single time, he was a nightmare. This is a guy that, if you ever listened on TV when the Patriots were going to play, all the analysts would say, Coming up that week is saying, oh, well, Gronk's going to play, so they're going to have a good chance. Is Gronk hurt? Yeah, he's hurt. Well, the Patriots might not have a good chance to win this game. It was always, is Gronk going to play? Is is Tom Brady going to have that safety blanket? Is he going to have Gronk? Is he going to have Gronk? This and that. And that is why Gronk is the greatest. I never heard that with Tony Gonzalez. When people want to talk about Tony Gonzalez, they say his longevity is what makes him the greatest. What? That... that's just ignorant because you can't just say because of longevity, he is the greatest. How many playoff wins does Tony Gonzalez have? One. How many playoff wins does Rob Gronkowski have? 16. He has 16 playoff wins in nine years. That's insane. He has three Super Bowl rings. Sure, one of them he didn't play in, but he's been to five Super Bowls in nine years. What? What? And he also had 17 touchdown catches in 2011. Tony Gonzalez never had that many. Rob Gronkowski did. He also has 78 catches in playoff games. Also, what is Rob Gronkowski's last catch of his career? Oh, it's only the biggest play in the Super Bowl against the Rams. The 29-yard pass down the sideline into double coverage. Who catches the ball? Rob Gronkowski. That's right. It was the biggest play of the Super Bowl. What was the biggest play of the ASC championship game to get the Patriots while they were in overtime down the field? Oh, it was a slant pass to Rob Gronkowski. That's where Rob is the best. You but D put, Ford put them in that position. Okay. Okay. Um, but Rob Gronkowski, you can line him up in a tight end position and you put him on one-on-one on a linebacker. That's a mismatch. He's going to make a miss every time. Then you line him up out wide on a safety, or even on a linebacker again once, one-on-one. What happened against the Seahawks in the Super Bowl they played? They put K.J. Wright on him. What happened? He not only beat him off the press, he beat him by a mile. He catches a touchdown pass wide open in the end zone. There's another example. You 
And people will say, well, put him on a safety. Well, as I just said, against the Kansas City Chiefs, what did he do? He had Eric Berry on him, and not only did he beat the press, he cuts inside for a slant pass on a safety, and he beats him by a country mile. And then, as I said, if you put him on a corner, he can beat the safety help over the top. This guy was insane. This guy is going to be missed by me. I know that people will say that there are other tight ends out there who deserve to be the greatest, and this is why. Because people want to say he had Tom Brady throwing to him. Tom Brady's had a lot of tight ends. He's had a lot of tight ends. Sure, he had Rob for nine. What about the other years? What about with the three Super Bowls that he won? We could consider that. Those tight ends the greatest tight ends ever because they had Tom Brady. You can't. Rob Gronkowski played nine years, and he was the safety blanket of Tom. If Tom ever needed to throw to somebody, he had Rob to throw to because he knew that Rob was a beast, and he knew that Rob could catch anything in his path. And he knew that no matter what person he lined up, no matter what type of zone coverage, no matter what type of soft press, whatever, he could find Rob Gronkowski, and that's why he's the greatest. That's why he's the greatest tight end. And also, his blocking ability, unreal. Rob Gronkowski is the best. Yeah, um, very great point there. I definitely agree with um, most of that, but um, I, I guess you convinced me he is the greatest. Okay. I don't want to change your opinion or anything. I'm just stating my opinion. I mean, I don't know who else would go over him, you know? It's, I I just don't. I've seen Rob Gronkowski, and I'm like, wow, this man is ridiculous. And, and, and another thing, too, is that Rob Gronkowski was very smart. Rob Gronkowski, he never spent a dime of his NFL contract money. This is a guy who only spent his endorsement money. And people want to say, Rob Gronkowski is a jerk anyway, because all he does is party off the field. If there's... One organization who knows Rob Gronkowski, it's the New England Patriots. And what will they tell you? Sure, outside the facility, he's fun Rob. He's a guy that you love to be around. But when he is in the facility, when he's in the weight room, when he's on the practice field, when he's in the film room, when he is on the game field, when he is warming up, Rob Gronkowski is the man. And he focuses like no other. And that's why Rob is the best. Because off the field, he's fun Rob, but in the game. He's as serious as they come. And that's coming from Belichick, Tom Brady, Kraft, the whole Patriots organization. They know who Rob is. Yeah, it, it's great. And I, I think the NFL will miss him a lot. The Patriots will. I know I will. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So any more NFL news? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. I just miss watching football. I, wrote, I just miss it. Don't worry. We have the Stanley Cup playoffs coming up here soon. Yeah, spe- speaking of, the Stanley Cup playoffs are right around the corner, and the Caps could possibly clinch tonight. I was trying to find out what the scenario is, uh, but I think two teams need to lose. The Vegas Golden Knights can clinch if Arizona loses. Don't quote me on this. As of tonight, though, Vegas could clinch again if Arizona loses. And what is it? The the Maple Leafs? I don't know. Maple Leafs? It might be the Maple Leafs or the... um. No, the Lightning. They 
No, they're clinched. The Tampa Bay Lightning have already clinched. They won the President's Trophy. Speaking of the Lightning, they're on fire. They were on fire last year. The past three seasons, the teams who have won the President's Trophy have crapped the bed in the NHL playoffs. Not last year. Tampa Bay Lightning... You guys did not win the President's oh, yeah. Trophy last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. You Never won mind. it the previous two yes, seasons that's when right. you played the Pittsburgh Excuse Penguins. Excuse me, I got my dates confused. Yeah, but the Lightning are just... Yeah, they're on fire, but like I said, doesn't matter until playoff time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they care about the President's Trophy. I really don't think they care. What yeah. they care is about the Stanley Cup. Because you know who was with the President? The Washington Capitals. Yeah, That's today. who was with them. So Yesterday, actually. They so were screw the your league. president's trophy. They were with the president with their Stanley Cup. <laughs> so, yeah, but the Caps have a possibility of clinching tonight as we're recording. So, hopefully that happens. Caps have been playing good. I'm hoping for a division win, clinching the division, winning the division, and hopefully the Penguins make it to a terrible seat in the first round. Um. It's going to be interesting if the Caps and the Pens faced off in the first round this year because every year before they've faced off in the second round. So it's going to be really interesting. This just in uh, from Bleacher Report. The NFL will now allow coaches to challenge pass interference calls and no calls now. That that was it. That was it. Was it was huge. No, it just came in now. Like the, the official ruling is now. I saw a report about that. That's what I was going to talk about. I couldn't find it. So thank you for finding that for me. So now we, of course, the NFC Championship game doesn't change. The game has not changed completely, but the changes have been made. All offensive and defensive pass interference calls, as well as non-calls, now can be challenged. This is huge because what have we been asking for? We have been asking for... Coaches who go berserk on the sidelines, we could be talking about a change in the Super Bowl a couple years ago from the Ravens and the 49ers. Remember Harbaugh just throwing his headset by saying he held him. He held him. Go back and review it. But you can't. You can't. But now you can. This is huge. That's going to be really interesting. This is huge for the NFL. And I'm happy that they're finally doing it. Because now they can review these calls that are made bad on the field. But in the booth, you see it perfectly. I, to- I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they did it. And, we're, boy, we're just bouncing all around. I actually found the scenarios as of tonight as we're recording via PR NHL on Twitter, NHL Public Relations. The Washington Capitals will clinch a playoff berth if they win. If they win and Excuse me, if they win versus Carolina in both Montreal and Columbus losing regulation, the St. Louis Blues will clinch a playoff berth if Arizona loses in any fashion. The Vegas Golden Knights will clinch a playoff berth if Arizona loses in any fashion. So a lot on the line tonight as we're recording. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be awesome once the... NHL Stanley Cup playoff start. Um, next on tap, whew, I cannot wait. Opening day comes Thursday, and it's going to be amazing. Whew, I cannot wait. Max Scherzer on the mound for um, against the Mets at home to start off. Then the Phillies come to town, and then Max Scherzer's 
pitching in the rotation for one of those games against the Phillies against Bryce Harper. That's going to be a huge homestand right there. The Mets then right to the Phillies where Bryce Harper ended up. So any news on your Pirates or anything? So nothing too serious or anything. I haven't heard like breaking news or anything like that. No, nothing too serious. I know you're more invested in your Nats than I am in my Pirates, of course, because they're probably the worst team in Pittsburgh, of course, uh, next to the Penguins and Steelers, of course. So they, they're on the back burner for me. But in your case, they're the second best team in Washington. You can't beat baseball, though. Yes, it's... I can. I can beat it with football, in my really? personal opinion. Okay, and when there's no football on, do you watch any baseball? Well, now that the AAF is on, then I'll watch the AAF. <laughs> all righty, all righty. But look all around you, Josh. You see any baseball in here? We're sitting in my bar as for the viewers out there. Do you see any baseball stuff in here? It's all football. We're a football household. So you've never been to a baseball game. What are you talking about? Of course I've been to a baseball game. It's so fun just to experience a baseball game. I understand that. That's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. (laughs) Keeping score, eating peanuts and Cracker Jacks. You need to keep score when you can just look at the scoreboard? (laughs) Paper score sheets. Those are the best. Okay. There's such an art to scorekeeping a baseball game. But the MLB season, I'm looking forward to it. And want to wish Alex Chappell the best of luck opening day. Thanks once again for joining us a couple weeks back on the podcast. Um, So moving on, last topic of the night. Conor McGregor in his publicity stunt. He gets arrested for beating somebody and throwing their cell phone on the ground, if I remember correctly, and Conor McGregor has since retired from the MMA. And now, Josh, this is an official report that just came out at 7 o'clock. Conor McGregor is under investigation for alleged sexual assault now. So after he came out on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it was and made his public retirement... Now, he is now under investigation for sexual assault. This reminds me of the Josh Gordon incident with the Patriots. You know how he came out and he said, I need to take a step back from, from football and I need, right. my, I need to look at my mental health. Oh and then instantly, gosh. like a couple hours later, Josh Gordon is under review for, his, for violating his reinstatement. This is exactly like this because not only is he trying to get away by just saying, oh, I'm going to retire. Now he's being convicted of sexual assault. This is a guy who has a wife and a kid. What? This guy is terrible for this sport. This guy hasn't won anything in two years. The last time he won was against Alvarez back in UFC 205 back in 2016. Since then, he's played he's fought against Floyd Money Mayweather and he lost. He still won 100 million dollars. That was a fun fight to watch. Of course it was. They overhyped that. But then of course he had another UFC battle. I forget who he played uh, or who he fought against. I, it was a long name. I just completely forget. But <laughs> but since then he hasn't won anything and he hasn't been in the news, except for apparently throwing a chair through a bus and also <laughs> beating somebody, breaking someone's phone. That's what it was. He broke someone's phone. Yeah. And now he's being under investigation for sexual assault. No wonder this guy's retiring because the UFC, they're not going to allow this guy back in. 
They're not going to. Dana White is a serious man, and there is no way that they are going to let him back into the UFC. Hey, the WWE will take him in. Apparently so, because they took Ronda Rousey after (laughs) she got her butt beat up in in the ring. But I'm just saying, Conor McGregor, it was a publicity stunt. It was. Because he wanted to get the attention drawn away. But guess what? ESPN, they're on the hunt. They're on top of their job. Because now, the New York Times, they posted an article. And they said that he is under... He is under investigation for sexual assault. It was all a lie. He wasn't trying to retire. He was trying to get out of the public's eye by being, by not being a bad person. This is a guy who has a wife and a kid. And he's under investigation for sexual assault. What? This night just went up in flames now here, Josh. This is crazy. It makes your it makes your head spin. Yeah, it makes my head spin because you compared him to Josh Gordon and they're two very similar. It it, it really reminds me of the same type of situation. Yeah. Athletes think that they can get away with their publicity stunts, I guess you could say, by posting these these things on Twitter and Instagram and saying athletes will be like, "Ah, I understand. Retire. You were a great fighter." Come to think of it, and then a couple hours later, guess what? The actual organizations are investigating you because you committed a, a felony. You committed a crime. Hey, innocent till proven guilty, though. Just so you know. Okay. I don't doubt this report from Conor McGregor because he has shown in the past that he's an aggressive man. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's quite he's quite On rude. It, hey, in inside the octagon and outside the octagon. Yes, very much so. Why can't he keep all his anger inside the octagon? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know, but Floyd Money is the best. What well, he is the he's best. He's the best boxer. Yeah. No, he's the best fighter of all time. Uh, he's the best boxer. Oh really? That's that's just that's just what. All I right, think. all right. So, um, any other news? We miss CJ. I got. I I want to make sure we get this all nice and packed in. You know, mm-hmm. a nice full episode for our viewers, our listeners. I mean, other than LeBron not making the playoffs. Oh now, yes, that's what I. A part Thank of the you. Los Angeles Lakers. This is the first time since 12-13 LeBron is not making the playoffs. Yeah. Jeez. Wait, no, 12-13? Are you sure about Two, that? I think 2012-13. No, because he was with the Miami Heat. He's made the playoffs ever since 2009-2010. That's when it was. Because 2010-2011, Mavericks. 2011-2012, uh, against the Thunder and so on and so forth with the Cavaliers and everything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the first time, and he's been a part of the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, they're not making the – I mean, what did you expect? What did you expect? He's in a harder conference. Why would he ever go to the West? Why? Because he's in L.A. It's the biggest market in the country other than New York. And he he plays for a bad team right now. He just does. And, of course, I I can't put all the pressure on him. He's been injured. He's been in pain. But I can do it because you're in the Western Conference. You're going up against teams like the Golden State Warriors. You're going up against teams like James Harden. You're going to go up against – you see how I said James Harden? Because they're not the Rockets. It's just James Harden. You're going up (laughs) against teams in the Western Conference that fight for the NBA Finals every single year. When in the Eastern Conference, you could have probably made a better team with the Philadelphia 76ers. 
You probably could have. Or the Milwaukee Bucks, but you didn't. And so now you have to pay the consequences. This is the first time in probably 10 years that he hasn't made the playoffs. Which is crazy. It is because he's technically the best player in the NBA as in this era. Any bold predictions for the finals? Bold predictions? I wouldn't be surprised if I saw the – oh, boy. So, I right now with uh, Ante, Ante Kimbo and I would have to Man, say – Man, you actually said his name correctly. I know the players. I'm not that stupid. Um, I would have to see the Warriors and the Bucks because, honestly, I just do not see the Rockets beating the Golden State Warriors because I say they're the Golden State Warriors. They're a team. They're not just Steph Curry. They're not just Kevin Durant. They're not just Draymond. They're not just Klay Thompson. What are the Houston Rockets? They are just James Harden. He's averaging 36 points a game. 36 points a game. That's crazy. I do not see the Rockets beating the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to have to say the Milwaukee Bucks and the uh, Golden State Warriors. Well, this is the year the Golden State Warriors will not. It will make it to the playoffs, but will not make it to the finals. Houston against Milwaukee. I'm calling it. I I wish it was the Wizards, but the Wizards aren't in it this year. Oh, my gosh. Are they still a team? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> might have to, might have to ask your friends up in Washington. Are they even still a team? Yeah. Um, Bradley Beal's the only guy. Um, he's really a gun. We traded for Bobby Portis. I mean, I haven't watched much Wizards stuff. To all my Wizards fans listening, I'm sorry. I just haven't. But I don't blame you, John Wall. Ruptured his Achilles and re-injured it. Dwight Howard, he hasn't done anything. He's been injured most of the year. We have Bradley Beal, Bobby Portis. I've heard he's pretty good. I'm not sure. Thomas Bryant, I want to say. Uh, you know, you know. Let's let's look at the roster right now because why not? L- let's look at the stats from. The game against the Heat. With, no, yes, the Heat where they lost and Dwayne Wade came to town and all. So um, let's see that here. Um, I'm trying to pull up a roster if it would load. Oh, my goodness. It is not loading. Um, yes. Um, oh, my gosh. I Here we go. The roster. Troy Brown. From Oregon, Thomas Bryant, Jeff Green, Jan Mahimi is still on the team, Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, Thomas Sadoransky. He's pretty good. He's from the Czech. But, you know, like John Juan, Bradley Beal, that dynamic duo, that's gone. Marching, marching Gortat's gone. I thought Gortat was actually pretty good. Some people might disagree with me there but um also um Markeith Morris I love Markeith but he's gone so I'm not sure the Wizards are definitely rebuilding retooling rebuilding so to say so I definitely want Scott Brooks fired though Scott Brooks is not the answer for the Wizards and um he won't lead that team to success um they need somebody new again so 
you know, that's my little take on the Wizards. I'm not even sure if you have a basketball team, CJ, do you? Not anymore. I used to be a fan of the NBA, but not anymore. Who do you used to like? I used to like Detroit. I really did. My favorite player was Ben Wallace. Really? I really enjoyed watching the Pistons back in the day when they had Chauncey Billups. Oh, yeah. When they had Rashard Hamilton, when they had Ben Wallace, all those boys. Uh, I really enjoyed it back then because you could actually play defense back then. I really did. But now it's no longer about a team effort. Uh, it's, it's all about individualistic effort, except for Golden State, because they're a team. They're not individuals. Yeah, they I, have, I agree with that. Yes. And that's why I don't really watch anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the main reason. Yeah. But we can carry on and on and on. But I think that's all the time we have. Once again, CJ, do you have any last words for the podcast? It's great talking sports with you tonight. <laughs> hey, it, hey, it's always a pleasure, CJ. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 32. Two of the Josh Kirby on Sports podcast, part of the Mayo Please podcast network. Make sure you find us on Instagram, Josh Kirby on Sports podcast, Twitter at Kirby on Sports, and Facebook at Kirby on Sports podcast. I don't think I missed any. We're on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. Just search up the Mayo, please. You'll find the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast there. Yeah. Uh, thanks once again to Dave Johnson for our intro. Um, Route 11 Chips, our sponsor. Make sure you check out their new salt and pepper chips. Find them in stores, Martin's Food Lion and Giant. Thank you to Mild Swagger, PremiumBeat.com for our music as well. It was a great podcast, and... I guess I'll see you next week, CJ. Yes, sir. Yes, we will see you next week. Till next week, peace out. Yeah.